share pieces of me today with you. And this is my story. Amen. So I come not to offend anybody by my story. But sometimes when we have gone through things in our lives, we kind of be, we're kind of quiet about it. Because we don't want to offend anybody. So on today, I'm going to go in the Word of God, in the book of Romans, chapter 6, 5 through 14. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation on this morning. Amen. Amen. Since we have been united with him in his death, we, also, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. Mm -hmm. We are no longer slaves to sin, for when we die with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Yes. Mm -hmm. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. That's right. We are sure of this because Christ <coughs> was raised from the dead. Yes. And yes, he, he will was. never again die no longer. Come on now. I'm sorry. And he was and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power right. over him. Yeah, that's right. When he died, he died once to yes. break the power of sin. Yes, yes. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. Yes. So that you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin. Come on, man. And alive to God through Christ Jesus. Yes. Do not let sin control the ways the way you live. Come on now, say that. Do again. not let do not give in to sinful desires. Come on. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Come on. Come Instead, on. give yourself completely to God. For you were dead, mm -hmm. but now you have new life. New life. New life. New life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Yes. Sin is no longer your master. Come on. For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Yes. Come on. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Yes. Amen. Amen. May God add a blessing to the readers and doers of his word this morning. All right. Amen. 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 A title that I want to use today, I'll take the limits off. Come on now. Take the limits off. Come on. Amen. Take yes. the limits off. Yes. Taking the limits off. So I looked up the word limit and the meaning of it. You know, it's, it's, it's strange how we, we hear words all the time. But do we really know what that word means? Come on. And do we really apply it in the areas of, a, of our lives? Mm -hmm. when we, I mean, how can we really apply it if we don't know what it means? Right. Okay? Right. It says limit. It's a point or level beyond which something does not or may not extend or pass. Limit. 
wants. We set our own limits in life. We, God wants us to go a certain way, but we set our own limits. Sometimes we stand in the way of what God wants us to do. It is not the devil all the time. Come on now. It's us Come on. that stands in the way yes. of where God wants to take us because we have these limitations. God, I'm only going to go so far. Who are you going to follow? Come on. The second point of this limit was a point beyond which someone is not allowed to go. A point beyond which someone is not allowed to go. Now, in Christ Jesus, we have, we have a freedom to a point where he allows us to go. Uh-huh. But some of, sometimes we don't, we don't come where he allows us to go. We stay in our own realm or, of natural thinking. So it is nat- in the natural realm, many things are possible. But in the spirit realm with God, nothing is impossible. How many of us believe that? In the spirit realm with God, nothing is impossible. Amen? Amen. God wants us to believe, reach for, and go after great promises that he has in store for our lives. Not letting any doubt. How many have let doubt get in the way? Not letting any fear. That's right. Not letting any intimidation. Uh-huh. Get it in the way. I guess I'm talking to myself. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Not letting any any limit anything limit us from getting there. Some of our limits have made us miss out on our blessings. Yes, I know. Come on now. Some of our limits we have missed out where we were supposed to go in because we let this flesh. Uh-huh. Get in the way yes. of where God is right. trying to take us in. Come on. When God wakes you up in the morning and he said, I want you to pray for an hour for me. Come on now. Oh, Lord, I'm sleepy, God. I'm tired, God. I've been running all week long. God, can I sleep one more hour? Then I'll get up and pray. Come on now. Well, God... When God ushered you to get up and pray, he wanted to speak to you about some things. That's right. I know you're right. And he wanted to see, would you be obedient to receive the blessing? Mm -hmm. Well, 6 a.m., you missed that. Come on. And so sometimes what we try to do is go the back way. And we go like at 10. Y'all, here I am. I'm praying now. Come on now. So he still may bless us at 10, but what you was going to receive at 6 a.m., that done passed by. Come on now. But sometimes we think we're doing something when we, okay, God, I'm I'm praying at 10. But God is unctioning us at 6 a.m. You know, God will unction us to do some things that don't make sense to us. Yep, come on. Like in your driving, there's times when I drive that there's a car in front of me that's going so very slow. And God said, don't you pass them. Come on. I was like, God, they going so slow. I can just go around and be, be done, get to my place. Come on. He said, I'm trying to teach you how to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patience. He said, patience is a virtue. Yeah. He said, so I need you to stay right here. Yes. And I'm teaching you something. So a lot of the things that God is is calling us, he's teaching us something in our life that we need. But we miss it. Mm -hmm. 
then we run around and we're crying about why is this happening in my life? Why I gotta go through that, God? What, what, oh, here we go again. Come on. When God had instructions for you so that you wouldn't have to go through that. Yep. Come so on, we man. have to take the limitations off. The limitations, right. We got yeah. to step out of self. Yeah. And we got to get and hear God and move as he says move. Thank you, Lord. Because yeah. it's his will that we are supposed to follow, not our own will. That's right. Come on now. Say it again. But some of us walk in his permissive will. Come on. Because it's comfortable for us. Uh-huh. We love that comfort zone. Uh-huh. We love to stay right where it's comfortable. Yes, yes I hear you. Like, okay, God, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going any farther. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was thinking on yesterday, I was reminded in, in, in the Bible where in when Joshua was leading the Israelites and they got to the Jordan. Uh-huh. And, and, and it was full. And God told them to put your feet in. Uh-huh. Put your feet in. Now let's bring us up to our time. Now we get to the water. <laughs> We're looking at all this water. Like God, okay, he's behind us. Uh, you know, how, what, what is this going to be? You know, and we and some of us probably would turn back around or go a different direction. Because it don't make sense crossing this door. Uh-huh. But just think. When they obeyed the instructions of the Lord and they put their foot in. Come on, come on, come on. The water began to move back. Yes. And they were able to go to the other side. Yes. Because they followed the instructions. Yes. Yes. So sometimes when it looks chaotic. Come on, come on. It looks like a typhoon don't hit your life. Come on now. And God is saying, I need you to push. Come on. And you said, but God, how can I push? Because I can't see my way through. Come on. But he said that he will be with you till the end of time. Yes. But sometimes we have to step in that one. Yes. And begin to move. Yes. And not lean to our natural understanding. Come on, say that again. It's our natural understanding that messes us up sometimes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. A lot of times when it doesn't seem like to us that that seems like that's God talking, we automatically say, that ain't God. <laughs> And we miss out mm-hmm. because we lean into our natural understanding uh-huh. of how it should be. Uh-huh. You know, when we're seeking God for direction in, in our prayers, you know, sometimes we'll ask God, okay, God, if this is you talking to me, send a red car down my street at noon. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. And when it passed my street, let it haunt two times. Then I know that it's you talking to me. Come on, come on, come on. But see, that's not trusting God. That's right. Come on now. That's trusting into your comfort zone. Come on, come on, come on. That's leading to your own understanding. Uh-huh. Because that's not how God works. Come on. He said, trust me. That's what he said. With all of your heart. Yes. With all of your all your beings. Yes. Me. So as I said that it shall be done. Come on now. Trust that word that yes. it shall be done. Yes. You don't need no warning signs. No, you don't. You don't need the lights to come on at a come certain on. time Trust to know that this is God. But when you, going back, pity back on pastor, but when you are a child of God, come on, come on. you don't need these things. That's right, come on. Because you have built a relationship with God. Yes. And you know him. Because he said, my sheep know my voice. That's the book. So when you in tune with God all the time, you know when God is speaking and when it's you speaking or when it's your conscious speaking or whatever, whoever is speaking to you. Yes. You 
time. Yes, he is. But are you listening? Or are you just hearing? Come on now. Two different things. Listening, he has your undivided attention. Yes. Hearing, we're in this building now, and there's cars going down this street, and we can hear the motors going down the street. But does does that have our undivided attention? No. So we can hear and listen at the same time. Come on. But you, we listening to God. Yes. Listening. Listening. In prayer to God. Yes. Listening. Ephesians 3, 14 through 20, and I'm not going to read that. If you want to write it down, you can. It reminds us, do not let your words limit where the Lord is yes. taking you. There is power in yes. your words. Come on now. I know the Bible said life and death is in the power of your tongue. That's the book. What we speak, mm-hmm. that's what we believe. Come on now. Come on. What we speak, what we say, that's where we're at. Uh-huh. That's where we're at. So your words have power. Yes, they do. Either they will bring life. Come on now. Or they'll bring death. Come on. Amen. Amen. So stop saying what you can't do come on. anymore. Because you are more than a conqueror. Come on. Come on. Come on. You are more than a conqueror. And even when it seems difficult and, and it seems like Everything is going to fall out from abundant you. Come on. You are more than a conqueror. Yes. yes you are more than a conqueror. Yes. More than a conqueror. Yes. There are three things that will keep us in, limita- in, a, limita- in a limit position. And the first is ourselves. Yep. We keep ourselves in a limit position. Stop saying what you can't do. Come on, say it again. And begin to speak the word of God over your life. That's right. Come on now. Begin to speak God's word over your life. Come on now. And then second is people. Come on, say it again. Don't let people put their limitations through your life. Come on. What does God say? Whose report will you believe? Come on now. Will you re- believe the people or will you believe God's report? Yes. That God has for your life. Come on now. When God tells you things, you you more in tune to how people feel about <laughs> you. And I can you? speak about this because I've been there myself. Come on, come on. I can speak about it. Come on. What people think and how they feel. I don't care. God said, I need you to move this way. Okay, let me go over here and ask Sister So-and-so what she thinks. Lord have mercy. Do I move forward or do I stay? Come on now. The person that you need to be talking to is God. That's right. That's who you need to be seeking your instructions from. Amen. Amen. Walk in who God says you are. That's right. See, God knows you by every number of hair on yes, your head. Yes, he does. Even the weeds. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. Glory to God. <laughs> he knows you <laughs> from every, every number of hair on your head. Come on now. He knows you. Yes, he does. So he already knows what it's going to be like before you start moving. Yes. Before yes. you start walking. 
Come on. He already knows. Yes, he does. He already knows. Yes. So don't be a people pleaser. Don't be a God pleaser. Come on, man. Don't be a people pleaser. Be a God pleaser. Yes. So when you are listening to God speak, you will already know because That's when right. pastor gets up teaching us and preaching, you'll be on the same page. That's right. Because God, as God, as God is speaking through him to pour into us, he's been also trying to get our attention to listen. Come on. That's right. I know you're right. To listen. Listen. So when he says something up here, don't get mad and be like, he all in my business. Come on now. Who done called pastor and told him my business? <laughs> Come on now. Who done told him what I've been doing? Nobody ain't told him that. Come on. God told him and he had to preach the word. That's right. Amen. Amen. The devil is a liar and he comes yes, to he kill, steal, and, and destroy. Remember that. Amen. Amen. That's his job and he does it very well. Amen. So sometimes when we crying, we're crying about something that he does very well. He's been he's been doing this for a long That's time. Pay right. attention. So he knows what he's doing. But that's his job is to kill, steal, and destroy. So you young, you young, younger people, when you begin to give your life to Christ and you begin to walk this walk, think it not strange when you fall into divers trials and temptation. Because this is the testing of your faith. Yes, it is. Your faith must stand trial. Yes. When you say, I love you, Lord, guess what? The test is coming to see if you really love the Lord. Yes, yes, that's right. God, whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it. Yes. The test is coming to see if you'll do it. Yes. God, I'll serve you. Yes. I'll serve you, God. If my lights get turned off, come on God, now. You say this. Come if on. If my car get gone, I'll serve you, God. If my money's gone, God, come I'll on. serve you, God. But when the test comes, we begin to start crying come on. about those things. But we said, God, I will serve you. That's what we said. I'll serve you. Yes. In the midst of adversity, yes. I'll serve you. Yes. But when the adversity comes, we begin to buckle. Mm -hmm. Lord have mercy. And God be like, okay, you said that you'll serve That's what you said. I'm going to try your word. Yes. Come on, come on. I'm going to try your word to see if it's real. Yes. So sometimes we need to be careful about what we say. Yes, we do. We really if do. we don't mean it in our heart. Come on now. If we don't mean it in our heart, we need to stop quoting things because it seems like the Christian thing. Come on now. Come on. That's real. We got to stop quoting things that's not real. That's right. We got to stop pretending. That's right. Pretending. We know how to come into the house of the Lord and act a certain way. Come on now. Come on, preach. The man and woman of God say, do you love Jesus? Everybody say, yeah, I do. Come on now. Preach, preach, preach. But when God puts you to the test, do you really love it? Do you really love it? Or that she was trying to be seen. Come on. I don't want the pastor to know I don't love God. So let me put my hands up. Come on, come on. God we have knows. to be real with God. We yes. have to take all the limitations off. Yes. We have to let God unlearn us. Yes. Come on now. Because just because it's talked to us don't mean it was right for us. Come on now. Preach. We be like, I've been like this way for 20 years. And that's why you keep going the same way for 20 years. And the way you go Come on now. is because you feel like what you was put in, what was put into you was the right thing. But was it God?
real. That's right. In this time. Yes. Because if we're looking at the times now and all that is going on. Come on. Now. Yes. God is speaking. Yes, he is. God is speaking. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 In Ephesians 2, chapter 2, 8 through 10, it says, God saved you by his grace. Yes. Come on now. When you believe, when you believe, and you can't take credit for this. We can't take credit for this. No. It ain't nothing that we did that we can take credit for. Come on. But every day when we get up and we choose to go our own way, we take credit for what God is doing. Lord have mercy. Oh, the alarm clock didn't wake you up. Come on now. It was the Lord that woke you That's up. That's right. But we put everything else that woke us up. Lord have mercy. You got a, you got a promotion on your job. It wasn't that all oh, some of your good works yet. But sometimes God, God not sometimes, God opened up a door for you. Yes, he will. God opened up a door of promotion. Yes. And sometimes we don't give God credit. God, thank you for blessing me with yes. this promotion, God. God, thank you for thank blessing you. me. Amen. Amen. We know when God is blessing us. Yes. He doesn't add no sorrow to us. Come on now. When we walk into something and we receive something and we can complain about it the next week, God didn't bless you with that. Because he said... The blessings of the Lord make it one rich. Come and on. he adds no sorrow. So when All you're right. sorry behind something, then God didn't bless you with that. Come on. He wasn't the blesser of that one. Come on. Amen. It is a gift from God. Yes, it is. Salvation is not a reward for good things. Come on. We have done. Mm -hmm. So none of us can boast about no, anything. No, we can't. Four. We are God's masterpiece. Yes, we are. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Yes, yes. So yes. we can do the good things yes. He planned yes. for us yes. a long time ago. Yes. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. Glory to God. Yes. About a year and a half ago, it may be a little longer than that, I had the opportunity to, um, I was trying to see the date on here, but I had the opportunity to share my story in this, in this book. And when I was asked to share my story in this book, you know, my story so had been, had been on, on the inside of me for a long time. And so as I began to write down my story, it was very confusing for me because how many know what you have in your head is in your head? You know, I have so much stuff in my head that I can tell you A, Y, Z, but writing it down sometimes, and I'm just be honest, it, it's a challenge for me. Because I struggle so much on how to spell the right word and use the right word. If I just write it, come on, and then go back and proofread it later, I'm going to be in trouble hard. Come on now. But sometimes I can be such a perfectionist uh -huh. that I'm trying to preview and write at the same time. Uh -huh. So I had the opportunity to write the story. And I wanted to share. This is pieces of me that I wanted to share. All right now. Uh, I am so elated about this afternoon. Yes, yes. You know, and a lot of people have asked me why. But when God is doing something and it is in his will, you can't explain it. That's right. Come on. And nobody is not going to understand it. Because it don't make sense to them. Come on now. So 
trying to explain when that's right. Because God knows what he has for my life. Yes, he does. And so today I'm so elated about my third ordination. Mm-hmm. And I take it serious. Yes, yes. I take it very serious. <laughs> In 2003, I was ordained the first time under Bishop Mary Harrelson. Uh, right here in the city. And she just came to me and asked me, well, she told me, she asked me, if she's going to ordain me. And I said, okay. <laughs> you know, not really knowing what that meant and what that consists of, being ordained. And it's a very important thing. And so, in 05, I was up under the leadership of Full Gospel, uh, Bishop Paul Martin. And the requirements there to be an elder that you had to sit in a year's training, one year. And what we learned is eldership 101, mm-hmm. what it means to be an elder in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And after finishing that class, I had a better understanding of what it means for me to be an elder. Yes. Going through that training. And I always say that when I got ordained the second time, that was like my first time to me. Because I had an understanding of what I was entering into. Being an elder or being ordained is just not some pretty fancy name. That's right. Let everybody run around here portraying. But it's a position and it's a work that goes with it. It's a service to the body of Christ, to the pastor. As an elder of the church. Come on now. So on today, as I said, this will be my third ordination. And it's an honor and it's a privilege to serve the body of Christ. And I believe that in the last five years, I have already been serving the body of Christ. And I believe that I have been faithful to serve the body of Christ. See, because when you don't feel like doing it, you still get up and do it. That's right. Because it's not about feelings. No, it's this not. This ain't about feelings. No, it's not. It ain't about, well, I woke up this morning, I don't feel good. I don't, Pastor, I can't come today. Mm-hmm. Come on. We have to be on our post at all times. That's right. We have to be on our post at all times. And I'm going to share this story, and then I'm going to go to my presentation. This is called The Sound of Tisha Nellis. At a tender age of 10 years old, I was molested by a close relative. I I barely remember that day happening. And please excuse me, but I have to share the whole thing. I'm sorry there's kids in here, but I have to share this because this is what God told me to do. One afternoon, my uncle asked me to play house with him, suggesting You be the mother, I'll be the dad. Not thinking about any about it, I said yes. And as we began to play, what happened next was very devastating for me. As the act took place, all I could do was lay on the basement floor, not being able to say a word or understanding what was happening. At that very moment, I was silent, not able to scream or cry for help. 
Soon after the molestation, I remember blaming myself for agreeing to play house with him. Beating myself up saying, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have said yes. You should have screamed. My grandmother was just right upstairs. As much as I told myself there were there was more that I should have been doing. I yet remember science. Back then my uncle was my grandmother's favorite. And he was someone who could do no wrong in her eyes. And as a child, I knew this. And because of his high regards with the family, I felt like if I told, no one would believe me anyways. So I never shared with anyone, not my mother, my grandmother, or my sister, or even my best friend. I kept quiet and remained silent. When I was about 18 years old, I was sitting chatting with my mother. And out of the blue, she asked me, has your uncle ever touched you or did anything improper with you? I tensed up in the chair and sat very quietly, not understanding why she was asking me these questions. I wondered what could I have done for her to ask this? This secret was just a secret. But after many years of silence, I spoke and I told my mother yes. And after discussing the painful secret of abuse with my mother, I thought I would feel some sort of relief. Instead, I entered into major depression. As it, it was right, as I rode on the emotional roller coaster, I was alive but not living. Walking around like a zombie, acting out whatever emotion of the day was. I had a lot of pain, sadness, grief to enter and control my life. I remember wanting to give up on life. And sometimes I felt that I was not worth living. And although my silence had been broken, now I was broken within. Many years had passed since that talk with my mother, and I was not doing any better. But when I was around the age of 25, the Lord began to speak to me in a small, still voice. And he was telling me, he said, it's time for you to be healed inside and out. I know then, I knew then that it was time to deal with the molestation, for it had controlled my life far too long. As I, as I heard, heard the voice of the Lord, he spoke these three things in my life and quickened the, the healing process. He said, yes, it happened to you. No, it was not your fault. And no, you couldn't have did anything to keep it from happening. These words become, became life to me. The Lord would heal my heart, comfort my mind, and change my life from that very moment. Today, at the age of 47 years old, I am no longer silent. Come on now. I am no longer depressed. Yes. I am no longer a victim of sexual abuse. Yes. I have a voice. Yes. 
of sexual abuse as well. I have two support groups which I facilitate in Wichita, Kansas. One is a new me, sexual abuse support group for adult ladies at Women's Recovery Center. And the other one is for teenage girls, a fresh start for teenage girls. I, pre I present through encouragement the opportunity to overcome the, the past so that people from every walk of life can have a voice of healing. Yes. I am so grateful to God to be able to share my story yes. of how I was healed yes. in the area of sexual abuse yes. and its effects and its emotions and its distress and its detachment. Remember, sexual abuse and the emotions surrounding it, it does not have to control your life any longer. You can overcome and walk in total healing. Yes. I am a living testimony. Yes. And the Lord uses me. Yes. Where God brought me from, God uses me to help other women yes. that have gone through sexual abuse. Yes. They never had a voice. Because that is my mandate to give it a voice. Yes. I'm not trying to curse anybody, but this is my mandate. Yes. And God told me to share with you on this morning. Yes. And he also wanted me to share about being a tool in his hands. Yes. And he had me to go get some tools. And that's what these tools are laying on this table. And I have different type of tools. But God wants us to be a tool in the master's hands. Yes. That he can use. And whatever you have gone through in your life, God can heal you from it, deliver you from it, and free you. Yes, he does. 
to fix your church. That's right. Hallelujah. Most of us have went and got the artificial plumber mm-hmm. or the jagged karma game. <laughs> and you keep end up going back to get your car fixed. Because uh-huh. you want to do it the cheap way. Mm-hmm. But I know somebody that can fix it. Come on now, Pastor. And it don't cost you nothing. That's right. Come on, Pastor. But giving your life to Jesus. Yes, yes. My daughter did a beautiful yes, job. Yes, she did. 
Somebody is willing to stand up and say, look, yes. you don't have to live with this pain. No that's more. right. That's right. That's when God is ready to tell you. Yes. Come. Yes. Lay it on the altar. Yes. I'll take those rusty tools. Yes. And I'll give you better tools. Yes. Hallelujah. I'll take what life done did to you. Come on now. And I'll turn it around yes, yes. and put on shining arms. Yes. Let God be yes. what God said He could do. Yes. He said, I come to set you free. Yes. Yes. But it is through Him yes. that the freedom comes. Yes. Not only did she admit, but I meet so many people that don't even know why they hurt. They just know they hurt. I meet so many people that continue to blame their past instead of letting their past be the past. Come on now, come on. The church is a hospital. Yes, it is now. Come but on. the master surgeon is Jesus Christ. Jesus. And if we quit looking to and look to the source. Come on now. Then we'll be able to become what God has called us. Yes, yes. One of the stigmas that we as people must overcome. When Elder Nellis was talking about leading you to the wall, mm -hmm. don't be scared to seek help so that you can get to the wall. Mm -hmm. like, the, like the man that needed healing at Bethesda. He said, can you help me uh -huh. get to the pool? Yes. But Jesus said, yes. I am mm -hmm. the one. Yes. You don't need that water. Come on. Because the water I'm going to give Come on, you Come on. That's the cup. will heal you yes. from the things that you need to be in. Yes. The doors of the church are open. Yes. Did she not bring you over? That is quivering in our lives that God can use. If you're hurt, if you're wounded, if depression and things are trying to creep up on you, God never meant for you to live that way. God says there is a way that you can become what I done called you to be. Yes. Don't put limits That's right. on what God can do. Come on now. Be a witness yes. to what he is going to show you. Yes. So let God come. Yes. Is there one right now? Is there any right now that has asked the Lord to touch you and free you because Jesus is seeking and looking for those that need him and want him. Let us trust in him. 
let the Lord have his way in your life. Yes, yes. And let you continue to walk in his glory. As we prepare to bring Elder Allen's up to give our benediction, let us thank her for her obedience and willingness for what God has for her in her life. And tonight at 3 o'clock we'll be commencing our ordination service and bringing her what God has called her to do. And one more message, men. Go to corral the open till 10. So we'll be there at 10 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock. Amen. 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 Now, once more time, let the church stand and welcome and thank her, Elder Tisha Neville. Yes. Amen. Amen.